Welcome to Orange Crest Community Church and OCCathome.com. We are so glad you're here. At OCC, our mission is to invite people to take their next steps with Jesus. And so we pray that through our time together, you're encouraged and challenged to move forward in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening. Hey everyone, welcome again to Orange Crest Community Church. As a church, we have come to the end of this chapter in church life. Uh, next week, actually, as a church, we transition back to Orange Terrace Community Center after 479 days of being out of the building that we had been meeting in for years. Uh, this season of, of meeting has been very unusual. And so a, a number of people have been meeting at East Hills Community Church there in Orange Crest. A number of people have been meeting online. And, and so now we're excited to uh, meet again as a group at Orange Cherish Community Center. We want to invite you to come out uh, to worship with us Sunday mornings, 9 and 1030. And we've had such a unusual and unpredictable uh, time this past year plus. Uh, we have been a portable church since about 2007. Uh, so portability is really nothing new to us as a church. Uh, we've worshipped outside a handful of, of times through the years, but I don't think any of us could have anticipated that we would be meeting in the evenings out on a lawn at East Hills Community Church for as long as we have. Uh, this whole experience has really created an opportunity for us, though, to move our services online and just be more versatile in how we approach what we're doing. The season of ministry at OCC has been really full of highs and then full of lows. Your life has been full of highs and full of lows. It's just been a very unusual, unpredictable time. And so as we wrap up this season, uh, I, I have really two main goals for this message. Uh, reflection and gratitude. I want us to look at, I want us to sort of look back and consider reflecting on a personal level. I want you to consider what you've personally experienced and then consider what we have been through even as a church. Now this is going to be different uh, for all of us. And so uh, take the time to just really reflect for yourself as we're walking through a couple passages of Scripture and think through uh, the past season we've walked through. Living through this past you know, few years is, is really no accident. You certainly look back on, on this season, this experience, and I really hope uh, you have identified some key learning points, some some of those might actually be really painful. Uh, some of those learnings might have been really frustrating and even really difficult, disappointing. Now, I've quoted John Maxwell before. He's the one who said, he said this, you, you've heard the saying, experience is the best teacher. He actually would say, I would add this. Actually, it's evaluated. Experience is the greatest teacher. With, with so much of life, we actually need to stop and pause and then start reflecting, maybe asking some questions, uh, sitting in silence. Otherwise, we just we just move on from one season to the next season with little gained, little learned. But living through this season that we've been through is really no accident. From March 2020 to here we are now, uh, the end of June 2021. Look at Acts chapter 17, verses 26 and 27. It reminds us, that God has made every nationality to live over the whole earth and has determined their appointed times. There, there are two Greek words used to express the idea of time or the word time. 
And we read that in the Bible. Well, the Greek words are chronos, where we get words like chronology or uh, chronological. That's the word, chronos is the word you would use to express sequence, exact order, moving from one thing to the next. That's chronos. Now, the other Greek word to express time is the word kairos, which, different from chronos, kairos actually has to do with the season of time, the opportunity. So, chronos refers to quantity, while kairos actually refers to quality. It has to do with what you're experiencing, the quality of the season, the quality of the moments and the times that you're in. So God actually, as we see in these verses here, if you look again at Acts 17, the beginning there, God has determined that that you and that I would experience in full the opportunities of each season of time. And so let's continue. It says, and the boundaries of where they live. So God determined... Uh, that you would live through this season of, of time in this specific place that you're living in. You're not in India. You, you're not in Africa. You're not in Idaho. You're not in Texas. Now, you might travel to those places. You're actually right here in California. In fact, you're right in this region of Southern California. And you're not living in the Dark Ages. You're not you know, living in the Renaissance period. You're not living through the Great Depression. Nope. You're living through 2020 and 2021. And none of this is on accident. That's what that passage is saying. Paul, he's sharing that with a group of philosophers in Athens. And he's saying, look, God put you in this season of time, this this opportunity in this specific place. He was saying that to those Greeks there in Athens. You know, this is true of all of us. Look at verse 27. He did this. God did this so that they, you know, the people that God has made, might seek God. And perhaps they might reach out and find him, though he's not far from each one of us. So God put you here. He put you here with the group that you're sharing life with. If you've walked through this season of time, 2020 through 2021, you've walked through this season with a group of people, with us, at OCC, and God determined that. This passage, I love it because it reminds me that God was, he's been at work. He has been moving all of the pieces that brought us here. He wants us to build relationships. He put, he put us alongside people. There's people around us, neighbors, friends, people in our church, people right there. Maybe you're watching this with a group of people. He's put them there on purpose. He wants you to interact with others. He wants you to enjoy others. And beyond these relationships, just the people around you, God placed you in this season of opportunity so that you might reach out to him and seek him. That's what that passage is saying. That's his intention. He wants you to to turn to him and move towards him. And if you've walked through this whole season, but you have not yet drawn close to really know the God who made you and really consider what what is it that he wants, then I want to encourage you to consider that now. Consider and reflect on the opportunity to draw close to God. You see, sometimes in my life, I just get moving fast. I get going so fast. It's like I'm sprinting, and then I don't really stop to pause and and reflect on anything, and I just keep going and going and going. But again, in this time right now, let's aim to reflect and consider some things. 
And I want to use a familiar passage. You've probably heard this passage before that I'll read from the Old Testament. And we'll have it on the screen. And and consider which of these different statements apply to you and what you've experienced in this time. This is from Ecclesiastes, an Old Testament book. Chapter 3, we'll look at verses 1 through 11. Uh, This is attributed to King Solomon. God uh, inspired Solomon to um, pen these words. And let's take a look. It says, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. Now that word time in the Hebrew is it, it's sort of this idea of the appointed time. Whereas the word season shows up as well. So you've got time and season in this verse, Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1. The idea of season, the idea of time in these, these are very similar ideas to what is referred to in Acts 17 that we started with. When we talk about seasons, people make fun of us in California and, and they say, you know, in California you only have, you only have two seasons and, and they complain that, that they can't experience all the four seasons here in, in California. But, but we actually have all four seasons. You've got baseball, we've got football, we've got basketball, and we have hockey. We have all four seasons. And, and I know for, for you that are huge baseball fans, you're a Dodger fan, a lot of you around here, I'm not a Dodger fan, uh, don't hold it against me, but the Dodgers, they had a great season last year, and they claimed the World Series. And, and it had been, they'd gotten close to it many times recently, but this past year, 2020, they sealed the deal. And the Dodgers, if you look at the season, they just, they had a memorable season. It's like everything finally came together. You see, in Hebrew, this word season, it means a suitable moment. And so when you look at these words, it's interesting to understand the sort of the range of meanings, the feel of some of these words. And so these words here in the, in the Old Testament, when, when we're going to look at this passage related to time and seasons, they carry a very similar idea of the New Testament word kairos, that, that, that season of opportunity. And so now perspective is key. Perspective is key for understanding the different seasons of our lives. We walk through life and, and we need perspective. You need perspective, not just from a limited earthly vantage point, but we need perspective from God. It's key to really gain his perspective from a much higher level than ours. We need to know what is he doing? How is he working? How is he actually providing beyond what we can see? And so let's let's read, and, and here's what we're going to see through this passage. There are different seasons for everything. Different seasons. Now, you know this, but this passage is about to reinforce that. There's different seasons in life, and God uses them. And we often resist this idea of there's different seasons, because we actually would love to control the seasons. We'd love to say, no, it's going to stay this way all the time. We want to take hold and take the reins and, and just try to steer things in a certain direction, but we clearly, we do not control the switch that flips season to season. We don't have that kind of power. So much of what you and I encounter and experience in life is outside of our ability to control. But let's take a look at some of what comes through the times and seasons and even in our lives we experience. Let's read from Ecclesiastes now, verse chapter 3, verses 2 through 8. Solomon writes this, There's a time to be born and a time to die. There's a time to plant and then there's a time to uproot. There's a time to kill and a time to heal. There's a time to 
to tear down and a time to build. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn and there's a time to dance. And you see that contrast there. Verse 5, there's a time to scatter stones and there's a time to gather them. There's a time to embrace and a time to refrain. Refrain from embracing, in a sense. A time to search and a time to give up, to stop searching. There's a time to keep and a time to to throw away. Uh, There's a time to tear up and a time to mend. A time to be silent, a time to speak. There's a time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. So what we learn is that there's a right time, a suitable moment for everything, even some of the most difficult seasons that come. God has a purpose, and even an appointed time for all that we experience. And so often, I find myself wanting to sort of push against this, and maybe you also struggle with that. We start asking questions like, why now? Why am I going through this season of life? I didn't sign up for this. I didn't ask for this. I didn't want this. I don't like this. For example, as a church, you know, we've either been online or we've been outside worshiping for over a year. Why? We ask that question. Why, why us? Or maybe in your life, some of you are experiencing and have experienced some deep mourning. I know some of you personally have walked through some deep pain and loss in this season. And it would be tempting and understandable to ask the question, why now? Why us? Why me? Why my family? Why my circle of friends? Some of you have experienced a slowdown in life, meaning a real slow season. And maybe with that has come some rest, really a break from the norm. And again, you'd be tempted to ask the question, why? Why are we going at this pace? Some of you, you have resisted God maybe all of your lives, and now here you are tuning in and watching church. And maybe you're coming occasionally to our live service, maybe you're watching online, and, and here you are in this season, you're drawing closer to God, and you're shocked that you're doing this. And maybe your friends and your family are also shocked that you're now involved in a church, and this, is a, this has become a part of your life. And the question is, why now? See, there's something about the seasons of life that God uses to actually just draw us towards Him. We get so close to Him, we we actually begin to seek Him and we find Him like like the book of Acts chapter 17 writes about. We don't always do that. We don't always respond to God. But He certainly gives us these moments, these seasons of, of, of time that, that pass through our life that we actually can respond to him. We actually can draw close to the God who made us. Moving on, let's pick it up in verse 11. It reads, He, speaking of God, He has made everything beautiful in its time. The word beautiful here, it can mean suitable. It can mean appropriate. It, it means He makes everything fit just right. It's according to His timetable. And it's just, it's, suit, it's, it's suitable. It's beautiful. And it says, he also has set eternity in the hearts of men. He's put eternity in our hearts. Yet, they cannot fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. Meaning, we we want to know why everything goes down the way it does. Why did we encounter this and life took a curve and then another curve? We want to understand everything from beginning to end. It would be nice for us to know from point A to point B what God is doing and where he's leading us. 
But what this verse is reminding us of is that God, he actually doesn't disclose all of it for us on the front end. Now, he knows everything that is going to occur in our life, and he determines, and he is at work in all of the seasons, all the moments of our lives. We usually can only sort of look back, look backwards and, and see what God was actually doing. Uh, it usually takes me months, if not years, to understand what God may have been doing. And, and there's even some questions. Sometimes I, I wonder, okay, what was God doing through that? Maybe, maybe I won't even know this side of eternity. But God is at work. From our viewpoint, we often just see sort of a bunch of random moments, like a bunch of dots on a page. And, but God is actually working through those moments to work out his perfect plan. Let's take a look back, though. Let's let's actually take a moment to just reflect. And I want to encourage you to, to reflect on some things. Uh, first, we'll we'll do that. We'll look back, and then we'll sort of look around and think uh, about some things related to our life right now. And then we'll take some time to look up. So first, let's do some reflection. We're just going to have some music playing and give you a chance to sort of do some reflection. And I, I would encourage you to wrestle with, uh, in this idea of looking back and reflecting, Ask these questions, what, what was learned, what was lost, and then what was gained? We'll keep those up on the screen and, and want to encourage you to just take some time to reflect, maybe even jot down your answers to those questions. We're just going to give you a few minutes. Next, I want to invite you to look around, meaning look around at the people in your life and take a moment of gratitude to express thanks to the people that God has used in this season, this season of opportunity, this season of, of your life. Who do you need to thank? Maybe think through who has helped me most in this time. I want to, again, give you a moment to jot down a thought. And I would invite you to actually write down a name, maybe the, 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 the name of the person that has encouraged and helped you the most through this you know, 2020 through 2021 so far. Is there a name, is there a person that comes to your mind that you would just think, man, this individual, this person really, really was used by God to help me walk through this very difficult season. And maybe the season has been full of joy, but God used this person. Or maybe it's been full of pain, and you know God used this person. Who is that? Maybe there's one. If there's two, then jot down those names. And I would encourage you, write them a card. Take the time to write out a card. Put it in the mail. Or write them a text. Or, or write them a note and deliver it on their door. And just, and just say, I just wanted you to know how thankful I am to God 
Uh, you've been a real help in these ways. You've been a real good friend in these ways. You've been a real encouragement in these ways. So why don't you take a few moments uh, to, uh, to spend some time in gratitude and identifying people uh, as you look around who have been a real help in your life. And last, I want to look up. I want us to focus on praise as we wrap up. I want us to think through how do we take this reflecting and this gratitude and turn that into praise to our Heavenly Father. It's really tempting to just go through life looking back or looking only around us. Uh, God actually wants us to look up. We're tempted to, to praise God and to look up to him when we understand things. And when we say, life is going great, time to praise God. You know, that's that's probably what is most natural for me. When, when my life is humming along and things are going well, real easy for me to praise God. I'm very uh, quick to, to say thanks to him and to, and to rejoice. But the pattern of praise should actually begin when we're in the middle, even of difficulty. When we're right in the middle of it, when we're waiting for God to come through, when we're waiting for God to answer prayer, when we're even maybe not understanding why are things moving the way they are, that's a time to praise God. Why? Well, it's because God knows the end from the beginning. We don't. We actually, again, we're so limited to what we can see and understand from our limited perspective. We just don't have the ability to see things on God's level. I, I remember the days of using paper maps, and maybe some of you remember this as well, where you could get a paper map. I had a, a paper map of uh, the state of California. I kept it in my truck in the 90s, and I remember when I got my truck, I needed to get a good map, and so I got a good map, and it, it was like a multi-fold map, and, and it had sections of the state, and, but I could get anywhere. I could find my way around, but now... <laughs> All of my directions, turn by turn, are actually live on my smartphone. And so, satellites from far above the earth are giving me, moment by moment, and you, moment by moment, directions to aid us on the journeys that we take day in and day out. You know, if there's a, a traffic problem, if there's a wreck somewhere, if there's a road closure, if there's a fire, if there's um, major detours... It, all of that through satellites uh, is communicated to us and our phone just tells us which turns to take. You see, the satellites are able to capture information from a much higher perspective. Now, we, we just don't have that ability. We can't stand above everything else and see which turns to take on our own. If we're just dealing with the paper map, we're going to find that we're going to occasionally hit traffic. 
we hadn't anticipated, or maybe this road is closed. We can't have good perspective unless we praise him. The opposite is to just is just to look to other people, just to look around and, and and hope that they know the answers, or to look to the news and hope that they know the answers, or or look to ourselves in the mirror and just hope that we can figure our way out of this or we can understand everything and why it's all going the way it is. But God, He actually wants us to praise Him. He wants us to look up to Him in praise and in worship in the middle of our life's seasons that are whether good or or painful regardless of the difficulties take a look at one of the old testament prophets his name was habakkuk chapter 3 verses 17 through 18 he describes it this way he said though the fig tree does not bud and there is no fruit on the vines though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food Though the flocks disappear from the pen and there there are no herds in the stalls, yet I will celebrate in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. See this prophet? He's looking around at the circumstances and it wasn't looking hopeful. It didn't look like there would be a bountiful harvest. It didn't look like there would be resources aplenty. No, really, it seemed like everything was drying up. But he said, I will hope in the Lord continually. I'll praise him. Even when we're waiting for good to come, even when we're right in the middle of challenges, right here and now even, while you're waiting for blessing to arrive, God is to be praised. We're to look up. In all seasons, we're to praise Him. Charles Spurgeon, great preacher from centuries past, he said this, It is well to praise the Lord for His mercy when you are in health, but make sure you do it when you're sick, for then your praise is more likely to be genuine. Think about that. Not just the good, but in all seasons. He also said this, We ought not to leap in prayer and limp in praise. And so let's end our time together with some time of praise. There'll be a song for you to rejoice, for you to worship our God who has been good, who has been at work. And as we reflect back and see what he's done, or as we look around and, and, and just have gratitude for the people he's brought around, we invite you to sing out in response to those reflections and in response to that gratitude that you have and turn all of that into praise for our God. So look up in praise. And before we do that, let it, let's pray and then we'll continue on as we worship. Father, thank you for this season in our life. It has been a very, very unique time period for all of us. And we see your hand at work. Uh, we know you've been with us. Uh, we don't understand it all. We don't uh, know that we, how all the dots connect. But Father, we worship you. We thank you for life and for breath and for people and for the way you have provided and cared for us. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that even through the pain, Lord, you can bring good. We thank you for the comfort we've received in the difficult days. We thank you for the phone calls for the for the friendships, for the conversations. We thank you for the community that we have shared. We thank you for the, the, the resources of uh, this online platform. We thank you for a field that we've been able to worship you live for months and months and months. And now we thank you, Father, for an opportunity to return uh, to the uh, community center there in Orange Crest. But uh, more than all of that and above it all, we thank you for 
uh, drawing us to you. That we have a chance to relate to the God of the universe, the God who loves us so much that he cared to send his son to rescue us and to give us a way to know you. Thank you, Lord, for your son Jesus that you sent for us. Thank you for the hope that we can have uh, both here and now and on into eternity as we tr- as we trust Christ uh, in this life. Pray for each person here, Lord. I pray that you would uh, lift our eyes above our circumstances and help us to praise you in the midst of whatever season we find ourselves. So it's in, in this time uh, that we, we lift our praise to you. You are worthy of it all. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by the message and equipped to take your next step with Jesus. Visit us online at occathome.com to learn more about how to connect with us. And join us again next week for another Orange Crest Community Church podcast. Have a great day.